to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, a very special Unicorns today, we're featuring a business run by a dual Olympic gold medalist. Matt Belcher, OAM, is regarded as the most successful Australian Olympic sailor in history with two gold and one silver medal, adding to his 10 world titles. He is the CEO of sailing and yachting apparel company, Zyke. Zyke now kits out the best sailors in the world, including America's Cup and Olympic winning teams. They were an official supplier to the Australian Olympic team in Tokyo and fitted out the New Zealand, Singapore, and Denmark teams as well. They have a network of trade partners and distributors across 49 countries with warehouses in Australia, the UK, Netherlands, and the US, and rapid sales growth up to 40% last financial year and 20% the year before. Zyke is about to open a crowdfunding capital raise campaign through the platform Equitize. Matt Belcher joins me now. G'day, Matt. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. So, Matt, let's go back to where your love of sailing first began. Can you can you remember how it all began for you? It, it was quite some time ago. Um, I grew up on the on the Gold Coast, and and you know, from a really early age, I just loved being around the water. My parents had a place uh, that was was on the canal, and and we used to have a really small sailing dinghy that, that almost sank some of the time um it was very run down uh, very very slow but i just i loved just that control of, of being on the boat i love uh yeah being being on the water and and yeah i guess the love just started from there so from a, from a very early age you were you were in the water yeah absolutely like um it would have been probably when i was seven seven or eight years old so it was was pretty early and you know i just remember each each weekend um we'd go out uh go out on the water and, and my parents um not so much sailors uh they were in power boats and and just loved spending time as well so as a family most weekends we would be spending time on the water and and uh yeah and i just just kept kept doing it and went through the programs and and i guess a little bit of it's is just down to just loving the sport and but the actual competition side I didn't really get too too involved until I was, I was much uh, much much later and, and certainly early teens how did that develop how did you realize that you're actually pretty good at this yeah I um I, I just went through like you win your, your local club club race and you think it's this, the most amazing thing in the world <laughs> and then uh, you know and then you you um, and then you just continue to go and and I guess you know sailing is such a such a strong pathway and transition that you just follow through those programs and you know to to learn on sailing at a local Southport yacht club up on the gold coast and and then follow through to uh to the queensland academy sport and then you, you know you sort of meet some of the heroes that uh at the time and and i, I met the olympic coach uh, just before the sydney sydney olympics and australia had such a great games in sailing at the sydney sydney olympics i think we won gold in sydney didn't we yeah we did we, we won gold in the men and women uh in the 470 class the class that i that i'd been uh competing uh, have been competing for 20 years and uh and that was really the catalyst for me to say hey you know i I had won a world championships, had won a couple of national championships, and and really just that tipped me over the edge to say, okay, I'm going to um, I'm going to dedicate dedicate my time 
to uh, to represent Australia and, and go to the games. I just didn't think it would take such a long time to get to the games um, and mm. for me to have that opportunity for 20 years. So from the year 2000 where the inspiration, I suppose, was born, when, when was your first Olympic campaign? So my, my first Olympic campaign basically started one week after the, the Sydney Sydney Games. Um, I had was invited uh, by the, the AOC to uh, carry the Olympic flag out of the closing ceremony, which was just an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, I was 17. Mm. I was in year 12 going through my, my final exams and I really, you know, was in a um, such a huge you know, transition in your, in your life when you finish year 12, you, you're deciding whether I go to university, what I want to do. We had just won the world championships in the junior class uh, mm-hmm. to, to the Olympic 470 um, and to really just see the athletes in the centre of, of, um, of the Olympic Stadium. I, I knew at that time I just I wanted I wanted to be one of those Olympians and um, and, and that started a week later. I, I got to sail with the Olympic champion from the Sydney Games one week after he'd won, Tom King and, and Mark Turnbull, I bought his boat. Um, we his <laughs> you coach, bought his boat. I bought, I bought, we bought his boat uh, one week after he won, and his coach at the games decided to to, to take take us on, take me on, um, gave me a scholarship uh, with the AIS, and and then we yeah, and then we just set on our journey. Um, so I've been campaigning since uh, one week after the Sydney Games. And so, did you did you go to Athens? No. So that was the, the highs and lows of Olympic sport. <laughs> is that you have you have all this excitement, and you think you know, seventeen year old, um, I want to I want to go to the games in Athens, and and you know, you, you go through that process, you do that grind, you go on tour, you spend um, seen a number of, of hours training, and um, you know, we we didn't get to to the Athens games. We also didn't get to the Beijing Games. We, in, in sailing, only one representative is allowed to compete per country. Uh, mm. Australia has such a great program and, and you know, before the, the Beijing Games, uh, we were ranked one and two in the world. Um, so it was a pretty very, very close fought trials. Um, we didn't get there, um, but I just just knew that I, I it's something that I wanted to do and, and I just kept kept pushing and kept trying and um, kept asking for support. Um, but it was my first games was actually the London games uh, and it took 12 years. Well, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about the London games because there's a good news story at the end of it. Yeah, you know, my first, my first games, uh, a lot of pressure. Um, Australia had won the gold medal in the Beijing games in both the men and women, so exactly the same um, that what Australia had done in the Sydney games. Um, I partnered up with the Olympic champion crew from Beijing Games. The helm who we were competing against decided to retire and and our coach um, really wanted to, to pair us together and not have one and two in, in the in, in the world. Um, but we so we paired together uh, and you know we'd won the world championships in 2010, 11 and 12 and, and won all the events coming into London. But you know it was still my it was still my first games and you know, there's such a, a whole lot of emotions and a whole lot of pressure. Um, but, yeah, to, to come away with, with the gold um, in a who beat who uh, situation, we competed for 20 hours and it was literally just we're talking seconds in making decisions that was the difference between gold and gold and silver. Um, but what was also, you know, really special um, uh, alongside winning, winning the gold was that my wife was also going through this journey with me uh, representing Germany and uh, 
she she was able to to compete as well uh, after twelve years. Uh, so it was really, a okay, great moment for for us. And so after London, the euphoria of um, of winning gold, being crowned the Olympic champion, what happened then? Well, then I decided I really liked this. I'd spent twelve years doing it, and I I, I wanted to, you know, I, want, I wanted to give <laughs> it a, another, yeah. another, another go. You know, this is this is fantastic. Um, you know, just the emotion, the the time, and I Australia had such a it has such a good succession as well. So I, our training partners, uh, Will Ryan, uh, was spending a lot of time with us, helping helping us towards the London Games and. Malcolm was was Malcolm Page was ten years older than I was, uh, so it was quite clear that London would be his last Olympics, and and he was the first athlete to win two Olympic golds um, in sailing. Uh, and I, Will Ryan, was training partner, was seventeen years younger, uh, so it was quite a transition between Malcolm and and Will Ryan, and and I just you know good motivation. Um, great, great enjoyment about getting into the detail, um, just the campaigning, the experience, and the, and the personal growth that that I decided. Okay, let's um, let's let's do it again. And so, if my memory serves me correctly, we're now at Rio. It's twenty sixteen. Tell me about that campaign. Yeah, the, the the Rio campaign was was quite challenging. Um, the fact that it was complete opposite in time zones and and just very very hard to get time at the venue. We we really pushed a lot. Um, obviously, had a lot of pressure being the defending Olympic champion. Um, but again, you know, a new partnership and and in sailing, um, it takes it it can take up to decades to to form such a strong bond um, and the level of detail and the synergy that you need. To, to make quick decisions and have really good technique. Um, but, you know, we, we, we did everything for, for that campaign. We'd won the Worlds in 2013, um, 2014 and 2015. So we had a, a really cool run uh, up until the Games. Um, and and then, yeah, just, just, you know, beginning of 2016, such strong competition and we just didn't get into the same kind of rhythm. Um, we'd won an event and... and um, it was very, very close with the Croatian team and, and a Greek team who ultimately were first and, and third in those games. And we, yeah, we were trading um, podiums the whole way through the year and, and you know, in, in sailing and the games in particular, you have one week to prove um, your performance and, and, you know, you can't change the time of the start. You, you, that's it. That's your time. That's four years of work. Um, you have to make sure that you deliver the performance that you know you're capable of and and you know we were pretty happy we were really happy with with, with the silver um but you know we ultimately just walked away from that week thinking you know we we just didn't take all those opportunities that we knew that were there and so uh, after the rio campaign were you thinking okay another four years or was <laughs> did you call time on your professional sailing career what was um what was your thought process yeah, you know, I mean, after Rio, we're, we're talking now, you know, 16 years of, of time. Um, yes, you know, it's in, a long time. In, it's a really long time. And what we did was is that we we really, um, we, we took a break. We took two or three months to decide whether we, we still had the level of motivation. Um, I, I had a young young family already at that that time. Um, I had two, two, two kids and um, obviously being married and and. Um, the time away was was becoming much much harder for for myself, 
um, the financial part as well um, in Olympic sailing. In terms of profile, we the, the sponsorship opportunities are a lot less than some of some of the other sports. Yes, um, the Olympics is still very much a, uh, an amateur, um, an, an amateur um, sort of preparation. Um, and you know, we the stars aligned. Um, we had great support from from training partners in Japan. We built a, a, a training facility up on the Gold Coast, so I could train much more uh, at home. And we we forged some really good relationships with some Japanese sailing teams with Yamaha and a company called Abin Consulting, who helped us set up those private partnerships that we, that we needed to to uh, be able to you know really good support on the ground at, at the Olympic venue and really good home domestic training support. And um, and then we we set on set on that journey. Um, didn't think it would add an extra year to that, but you know. That's right. um, it was, uh, it was certainly rewarding. And so, how did your association with Zyke begin? You are now you are now running the business. You're the you're the CEO. I I know you had um, some exposure on the board for a while before you were appointed CEO. So, where, when when did that um, first develop? Yeah, it's it's an interesting story, um, and you know a, a lot of a lot of. Um, you know, people ask me, "Hey, you know, you've gone from professional sport to to the CEO of of, of, of Zyke. Like, how did how did this transition happen?" Mm. And, um, you know, I, I've known the brand for a really long time. Um, I was actually one of the first sponsored athletes um, from Zyke. Um, I knew the, the founder very well, Brian Connolly, who who came to our Olympic sailing team um, in before actually the the Athens Olympics. So we're talking back in two thousand and three. 2004 and and he he said to us hey you know we i want to provide you the best um the best gear to wear on the water and, and we're, we're wearing this these wetsuits and and um and, and 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 the like like life jackets booties for for you know up to nine hours eight nine hours um and we really wanted something that was was technically advanced we're talking about really lightweight really flexible fabrics um, you know, having the right level of support in, in particular areas for speed as well, in case we, we yes. have an impact or a collision. Um, and, and obviously the safety, the safety part, just really making it as comfortable as we can and really performance driven. And, and there just wasn't a company around that was willing to invest in that, that R&D and that technology because it's so specialised. And we, he, he had the vision, he had the dream, and, and you know, we were actually sponsored by other, other apparel sailing companies at the time. But mm-hmm. I just loved his passion. And so, you know, the association grew from there. We, we were involved in the very first development of those wetsuits. And, and you know, I, I'd, I'd been a, a sponsored athlete for the company um, for, for 17 years, my whole, my whole mm-hmm. uh, sailing, sailing career. So after the Tokyo Games... Um, I, we had a mutual contact and the, and the board, the chairman, the majority um, representative of, of the owner, ownership of Zyke reached out to me and said, hey, you know, you've been with the brand a long time. We'd love to have you on the board and, and share some of your experience. In, and, um, and, yeah, after a year on the board, I got to know the leadership team well. Um, I really, you know, loved, uh, obviously very passionate about the brand and, and the opportunity came up. So, you know, I jumped at it. And so now you're now you're running the business. Tell me about Zyke. I'd like to know how it's it's grown over the years and and where it's going now. Yeah, you know the business specialises in in you know we call it uh, our tagline is you know made made for water. So we, we're making anything that's that's really for water application. Um, 
we're very heavily involved in in the Olympic space, um, so the dinghy sailing market. So our wetsuits are, are quite specialised. They're very much suited for for being on boats. Um, and you know, the last five years, the, the you know the company is really being able to go into new segments and. We leverage strong partnerships with athletes because we we have that connection and those relationships, and they they help the brand move into different segments. And the segment um, that's really seen a massive growth is our yachting segment. Um, so I sponsored the the world the around the world race um, back in 2017-18, and, and the team Dongfeng Race Team, and and it was the first time that Zyke had sponsored a boat in this event, and and the boat won which was just um, absolutely fantastic around the world race. Um, it had a, a huge exposure, um, but it really gave Zeit the authenticity like it has in the Olympic space into this new segment of yawning. And, and you know, the market is much wider for the general boating and cruising. And, and a lot of mums and dads and, and kids that just want to be out on the boat and whether that's offshore jackets, um, you know, whether that's inner layers, outer wears. Um, so all the apparel you would think of, um, that are for, for associated around water, you know, Zyke, Zyke produces. And, and that's really seen, um, seen as such a great growth for the company. And last year, financial year, the company grew 40% in revenue. The year before, um, it was 30%. This year, we're on track for, for 20 25%. And, and as everyone knows, you know, the, the economic conditions have been pretty challenging. But, you know, since COVID, um, everyone just wants to, to spend some time outside and, and particularly mm. on the water. And, and that's really fueled a lot of the growth that, that we're seeing now and, and continuing. So how do you stay ahead of the curve in terms of your R&D work, Matt? Because I imagine a lot goes into making this gear as good as it is. So why is Zyke so good at creating apparel that is cutting edge and, and athletes and, and punters want to wear it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. And it, it just, it comes down to just having really in-depth knowledge of, of the market, you know, and, and we, when I talk about relationships with athletes, you know, I'm talking about more than a hundred of some of the, of the world's best athletes in different, different segments, um, multiple Olympic champions, talking about America's cup winning sailors, talking about the, the best offshore races in the world. So we're able to, to get the products and really properly test them. And, and that's the biggest difference is that we have such a, a big knowledge pool of, of athletes and relationships to just test the products in extreme applications and then being able to make it, you know, price, price um, uh, realistic to, to the general boating, boating and cruising markets. We, we have a four-person four design team that we do in-house we, we do a lot of our own innovation in fabrics, um, fit style, um, and, and all of that is, is in-house. So, you know, the, the R&D, we have a design lab specifically for it uh, underneath our head office. So just mm-hmm. having those, those close relationships with athletes, but also having the close relationship with our R&D and design team um, downstairs that we're able to, to be able to move quite quickly. And that helps us a lot to get new products to the market quicker, um, but also make sure that they're, you know, they're really well suited for, for what the application is for. Is it a competitive landscape 
out there for for this sort of stuff, Matt? Yeah, it it is. It's extremely competitive. Um, and I guess one of the the barriers to, to to entry for many for many companies is is that just you know having that experience. You know, it's it's yeah. Not, they just don't understand. It. It's not like making a, a t shirt. And and it's not it's not um, you know it, it's it's quite unique to have to have someone, particularly in my role for a company with with such mm. a strong sailing background and and you know of anyone yeah. in the company to to have the the leadership team wearing the products um by far the most of of of, of uh of really anyone uh i think that's that's certainly helped helped a lot we are seeing some some major brands that we we look at like heli hans and musto um you know close to i think billion dollar brands that uh, are starting to come much more into this space and, and getting much more in into this the marine sort of apparel um theme that, that we've, we've seen um they are in tech lifestyle they are in merchandise they make some really, really great products, but one of the hardest parts for them is just to, because it is so specialised, is to really get the right products that, you know, ultimately that the Olympic champions want to wear. Um, but, you know, what we're, what we're really being able to do well at, at the, um, and, and going forward is really leveraging off, off that specialisation and, and allowing, um, you know, allowing the, the, the kids, the juniors that are coming through like I was, and and the, the mums and dads and and the general boating and cruising community just to, to be, you know, have the opportunity to wear the same same gear that, that some of their, um, you know, some of their, their their idols in the sport are wearing. I mentioned in my introduction that there's a crowdfunding campaign via Equitize, which is about to go live. Uh, it launches very soon, so uh, people listening out there can actually become a shareholder in Zyke for the first time. Uh, tell me about the, uh, the the capital raise, the, the crowdfunding campaign, Matt. What are, you, what are you looking for and what's the attraction of an investment in Zyke? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really excited by, by the crowdfunding campaign. Um, it is quite unique. It, it is a different approach to, to do a crowdfunding. Um, but the biggest decision for us to, to, to do this is to capitalize on the growth that we've seen over these, those last, you know, two or three years. And we're, we're forecasting some, some great growth, uh, for the financial year 23. And, you know, we're, we're in March. We've only got three months left of the, the, the financial year. And, you know, we are forecasting more than 90% growth over these, over these, uh, three years. And we, we want to maximize this opportunity. And, and I think being a, an Olympic athlete, you can recognize times, or critical moments, as you say, that you you need to make some of these decisions, and and for us to um, have that opportunity and the support from the board and our existing shareholders to to go out to to the market and raise new capital, um, you know, we we have a, such a strong loyal following from our customer base, and and we wanted to give them the opportunity to to be part of the brand and to be the evangelists of our brand, and and we also feel they're more inclined to continue to buy off Psych. Uh, so we are we are we are launched a campaign. Um, we're going live next week. It will run for four weeks, and uh, we're looking to raise up to to four million. Um, but our, our main target is to really meet that two and a half million, um, so we can explore new opportunities, new partnerships, uh, continue our growth in America, and and continue to, to to build build a brand. So I think it goes live at sixteen March. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We're we're, we're still in our um, in EOI phase, so expression of interest phase. Um, we have more than seven hundred uh, investors uh, who have expressed interest, 
um, we, mm. we will go. It is a first come, first served. Uh, so those that uh, have uh, expressed an interest um, on either the Equitize site or, or the Zyke.com, you'll be able to follow those details. Uh, we've got some some fantastic interest, and I'm you know I'm really confident um, that we're going to be able to to get that raise and and to build this this momentum or continue to build this momentum that we've seen the last uh, the last few years. And so, just to clarify for people who are listening. Um, how, how do they participate? How do they get involved? And what sort of time frame do they have to to think about it and to, to make an investment? Yeah, so part of the crowdfunding platform is that you can actually invest as, as little as $500, um, you know, and you can invest up to, to Cornerstone Investments. We, we have already secured investments above $250,000. Um, our existing shareholders um, are very, obviously very supportive in, in continuing to build a brand and, and they have committed uh, $800,000 Australian um, back in to, to the company. Um, and it's important to note whether you're a retail investor or a wholesale investor, it's exactly the same valuation. Um, it's exactly the same class of shares. So if you want to invest $500 or you want to invest, um, you know, up to, to $250,000, um, you're, you're, you're absolutely on the same same playing field. And, and, and that's the exciting part about this is that we've been able to go to our customers to say, hey, um, we value the support. We love what you're doing for the brand. And, and help us continue to help us grow. And we're also doing some some great investor rewards as well, uh, a bit of an incentive for for lifetime discounts of the brand, uh, and also doing some really cool specialized products for as a, as a shareholder. But you receive a quarterly update from me. You get to attend uh, the AGM, um, and obviously always welcome uh, in our head office. And um, you know, it's it's a great time for us. Um, but it's uh, you know, I'm really excited by by what we can do going forward. Let's look ahead to next year because the Olympics are on uh, in Paris uh, next year. First off, I'm I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that uh, the Australians do well um, as a country as a whole, but also in the in the sailing. So I'm keen to know what you think our chances are in the sailing, and I'm also hoping that Z- that Zyke is going to be sponsoring the Australian athletes and other athletes as well. Yeah, you know, um, obviously. Um I'm, I'm very, very closely connected with the Australian sailing team uh, and it's only only really been, uh, I guess, 10 months since, since I actually retired from, from the team. Uh, Zyke sponsor the, the Australian sailing team and, and we're very much looking forward to, to partnering with the team and the AOC um, if we get that opportunity shortly uh, once the Olympic team and those athletes have been selected, which will be later later the, the end of this year, potentially beginning of, of next year. Um, but yeah, very excited by by that possibility and for the team to to perform really well. Um, we have a strong distribution network. So in France, um, we have a partner with Plasimo, who's one of the the largest marine suppliers, um, particularly in, in Europe, a global company that are really helping us leverage the games and and leverage the opportunity for the brand to to get it out to as as many many stores as as we can. Well, Matt, we wish you well uh, in the years ahead with Zyke and uh, your association with Australian Sailing. It's been an honour to talk to you today. It's not, it's not often you get to talk to a, a dual gold medalist on a program like this. So, so well done. Good luck with the, um, the upcoming capital raise and all the very best in the years ahead. Thanks for coming on to the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. 